0: Welcome to the St. Bernard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Mike, superpowered superhero, Russo, and Will's not here tonight. He is actually super busy getting the virtual panel ready for all you guys. It's going to be fantastic. But it's taking up a lot of his time, so he couldn't be with us tonight. Fortunately, we have a couple of great guests with us. Um, Taking the reins as my co-host tonight
1: is... Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Andrew Wallace, and ah, uh, too bad. I thought you were traveling hardware store. Ah, uh, no.
0: <laughs> and we have another special guest with us tonight. We Today we are reviewing Up, Up, and Awry. Great episode. It's got Gizmodoc, Megavolt, Kennedy cartoons. And speaking of Kennedy cartoons, our guest tonight was actually an animator over at Kennedy when Darkwing was being made. Introduce yourself.
2: Hi, uh, my name is Derek Bond.
0: So, we have two new people to the podcast tonight, so I'm going to give them a chance to introduce ourselves, themselves before we talk about the episode. Um, Andrew, how did you get started with Darkwing Duck? Um, what are your favorite episodes, favorite villains?
1: Well, my dad started me off as a great animation fan because he had bought a lot of the Looney Tunes Golden Collections and a lot of the Hanna-Barbera stuff when they first got released to DVD. And we he started me off with a lot of the classic Disney films, and we started going to the parks, and I just fell in love with Disney. And for the longest time, my favorite um, Disney character was Donald Duck, and from that, I grew to love DuckTales. One day, we found it, the DVD of DuckTales, at a Walmart, and I fell in love with it, and then soon after, we found Darkling Duck, and I just couldn't put it down.
0: Some favorite villain.
1: I would say Megavolt's probably probably my favorite villain. Great work by Dan Casalneta. Great chemistry with Jim as Darkwing, and then I'd say this episode Up, Up and Away, or Stress to Kill would be one of my favorite episodes, excluding some of the greatest like um, Life to Megaverse and everything is of course an amazing episode.
0: But. That's fantastic, and I want everyone to know this. How old are you, Andrew? I'm 14. I cannot believe you are so well-spoken. You know so much about cartoons and all sorts of things, even even like the Three Stooges. I've <laughs> never heard a 14-year-old talk about the Three Stooges. I'm very impressed, man. Thank you, Mike. It's great to have you on with us tonight. It's my pleasure. And Derek, Derek, you animated for Candy Cartoons. Can you tell us how you got your start at that company?
2: Sure. Um, Early 1990, uh, I was uh, a student at uh, Sheridan College, and uh, one night uh, I was working late. I think I was the only one in the lab, and two guys came in um, and just started putting notifications down around desks, and uh, one of them came over and started to talk to me a little bit and wanted to see the animation I was doing, and, um, you know, flipped it, and gave me some pointers and tips and and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And uh, it turns out that they were, uh, it was Glenn Kennedy himself and one of his uh, senior animators, Johnny Williamson. So um, they left a bunch of um, contact info around. And I just happened to get nominated to be the contact person for all the students that they had left info for. Right. So I... You know, set up the calls, set up the interviews, um, went down, and uh, started animating. So we graduated in end of April, and we started animating at the beginning of June of uh, ninety. So Darkwing Duck would have started probably. I'm thinking late ninety into early ninety one.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Based on the script schedules, that seems about right.
2: Yeah, and we did um, six or seven, I think it was. Uh, six or seven episodes, and then moved on to um, the the Disney afternoon uh, animation.
0: I remember Kennedy did, did Goof Troop, Bonkers, and Aladdin. Yep.
2: And, did you work uh, on all those shows? Yeah, yes, I did. Um, and it was Darkwing Duck that really... Um, like I got my feet wet with Tiny Toons, but Darkwing was uh, a huge evolution for me as an animator and as an artist. Um, getting a chance to work with uh, senior animators and look at what was being done—it um, was a fantastic growth opportunity.
0: Yeah, Kennedy definitely grew between working on Tiny Toons and then working on Darkwing Duck. Their their quality shot up when they started working with Disney.
2: Yeah, well, we I, when we were doing Tiny Toons, I think we had almost 60 different animators, and they were doing so many episodes over. You know, I think we had four weeks an episode, maybe even less. I'm not even sure. It was such right. a a hectic schedule. Um, and then by the time Disney uh, Disney Television, we got over there, um, that pared down to at least half of that. Mm -hmm. And um, by the time Darkwing finished and we moved on to other shows, I think that pared down again to about 20. Um, Fortunately, each time I made the cut and uh, Mm -hmm. got to work more and more.
0: You know, I think Kennedy's style really fits Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck is such a zany show with a very simple aesthetic to the characters and just world, the universe, that Kennedy's style really works for it
2: yeah you know, at at times
0: <laughs> well sometimes it isn't perfect you know yeah. we, we all know one one kennedy episode that kind of goes off the rails completely but this episode jurassic jumble and especially dry hard are really fantastic episodes
2: yeah those were those were some of my favorites to work on
0: derek did you have any particular dark ring characters you really enjoyed animating
2: oh i loved i loved animating goslin um She was always so much fun to listen to uh, the the voice actor and get the inspiration for. Um, The Liquidator was one of my favorite villains to animate. In this episode, I had so much fun with Megavolt. Um, So many things. Um, A lot of great memories about it, yeah.
0: Now, Will wouldn't let me, uh, (laughs) Will would not be happy if I didn't ask you this one. Did you work on Quacker Jack at all?
2: I did. Um, (laughs) I had uh, very limited uh, scenes in, uh, oh, I'm forgetting the name of the episode. Whiffle Um, While You Work. Whiffle While You Work, yeah. I had a couple of small scenes in that. Uh, I did animate Quacker Jack. Um, I think it was one scene of Quacker Jack. Uh, Near the end, when the chattering teeth are, are jumping around Darkwing Duck, in the ring, and that where he's wearing the robe and the gloves. Oh um, yes, that's that's my scene. <laughs> oh okay, um, and I have to go back and watch that. Yep. Yeah, so he he um, there's two scenes there. He has, I think he he um, he reacts to the, the teeth, and then there's a close up of him saying, "Homing devices." Ah, um, that was that was me. The scene I the only scene I animated of Cracker Jack was right near the end when he jumps off the railroad onto the floating disc it's all of like two seconds so that's a
0: very (laughs) solid piece of animation of him though it goes by really fast but it's a very solid drawing yeah
2: so but there's
0: there's some really bad animation of quackerjack in that episode but it just it works with him it works with him because the character is so crazy especially his
1: first scene
0: oh yeah well that's the that's the great john McClenaghan. i know i've talked about him before who is not on this episode? Sadly, he did not do anything for Up, Up and Arai.
2: No, unfortunately, uh, no.
0: But he was a great animator. Got to work on Animaniacs. He was really, you know, he had a fantastic style.
2: Oh, I loved it. Um, anytime I got a chance to in a scene with him or something, it was so inspirational to to work from or work with. Uh, he didn't. I never stick got to talk. I never got to talk to him.
0: Which he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he wasn't subcontracted with uh, Kennedy after Darkwing. He moved on to do his own thing. I would have uh, loved to. Have, I would have loved to have seen his stuff on Goof Troop or Bonkers.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that would have been good. Yeah, he so, was just—he was brilliant.
0: So let's jump into this episode. Up, up and Awry. Um, we know the title. We know what that's based on. Mm-hmm. You know, up, up, up and up, away. Up, up and away. Right. And. Um, It was, the original air date for this one was Thursday, November 14th, 1991. It was 39th in production order, so a little deeper in there. Um, But, you know, not too late. Our story editor in this one was Kevin Crosby Hops. You know, he he definitely worked on a lot of the good ones. And our writer this time around is Dev Ross. She was fantastic. Remember, she wrote Fungus Among Us, so Mm -hmm. she is definitely one of the better Darkwing writers.
2: Oh, that was a good episode.
0: Yeah, she was she's a great writer and that one's just fantastic. You no, know, props to Disney Australia. And the animation was of course who animated this one?
2: Kennedy
0: Cartoons. <laughs> Kennedy Cartoons. This is their <laughs> fourth out of six episodes. Um so yeah, let's start talking about this episode. Um Andrew, where does it take place? Where do we begin?
1: Well, we start at a coursing uh, race mm-hmm. in the stables. Yep. It turns we, third- 13 horses have been missing in a week.
0: Yes, we get the return of a voice actor we haven't seen in a while. Um, S. Scott Bullock, we haven't seen him. Um, He usually voices Tom Lockjaw. I don't think he's been on the show since Justice Ducks, but here he is voicing the jockey, and I know it's him because he um, Scott Bullock uses this wise guy voice on other characters in Timon and Pumbaa and Bonkers, so I know it's definitely him. I don't know who's voicing the cop, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so we have a jockey. All these horses are missing. But, um, is Darkwing on the case? Oh, yes, he is. Uh, Derek. Yes, he is in disguise. Derek, what's his disguise?
2: Oh, him and Launchpad are, uh, disguised as a horse.
0: They are disguised as a horse. Darkwing takes the head off the horse long enough for us to know it's him, and puts it back on.
1: The the disguise (laughs) for the horse reminded me a lot of an episode of Uh, The Scooby-Doo Show from 1976, I believe. Oh, yeah? The Headless Horseman of Halloween. Scooby-Doo and his cousin, Scooby-Dum, were dressed as a horse for a Halloween party. And it strikingly resembles um, Darkwing and Moshpad.
0: You know what it kind of reminds me of, too? There's a really old Bob Clampett cartoon called The Gruesome Mm -hmm. Uh Twosome, where two two stupid cats are in a horse suit, and Uh Tweedy puts a bee in the rump. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing goes crazy flying all over the place. <laughs> um, but um, Derek, you told me that was probably not an inspiration,
2: huh? It's, it, I don't think it was. Um, we had such limited resources back, you know, 1990, 91. Like it was VHS and whatever was available on VHS uh-huh. or 16 millimeter film.
1: Mm-hmm. So- back.
2: Yeah,
0: back then those old Bob Clampett cartoons weren't as easily available as the later stuff by Chuck Jones and Friz Freeling, so I get that.
1: That was the yeah. more marketable shorts at the time.
0: Yeah, well, there was there was um, those shorts were split up into two groups. The old, the newer, the later cartoons were a lot more widespread on TV back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, because the jockey shows up and thinks Darkwing and Launchpad are his horse. Mm-hmm. And jumps on its back, and darkwing stuck on the Darkwing stuck being part of the horse race.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And as the race is going on, what what happens, Andrew? What happens
1: to all the horses? Well,
0: their horseshoes
1: get magnetized, and they're going up, up, and away into the sky.
0: Mm-hmm. Who's behind this plot?
1: Well, it's everyone's shocking, everyone's favorite shocking rodent, Megavolt.
0: Yeah, and in terms of air date, we actually haven't seen Megavolt in a, oh, about a month and a half. He hasn't been seen since Justice Ducks, so it's been a while since we've seen him, and it's been really great to see him. He's—it's great to have him back. And what is he wearing on his head? A ten-gallon hat. Yeah, he's all dressed up for the occasion.
1: How's cowboy?
0: <laughs> Howdy, cowboy. Howdy, <laughs> cowboy. <laughs> and um. So, Darkwing attempts to stop Megavolt. He grabs his lucky horseshoe and it doesn't go well. Here's yeah. something interesting about this episode. You know, Tiff of the Titans, Darkwing, and Gizmo Duck, they seem really evenly matched. Like both of them are pretty competent superheroes. Right. In this one, Darkwing can't do anything right.
1: Mm-mm.
0: No, it's just he gets shown up at every turn by Gizmo Duck. And speaking of Gizmo Duck, Derek, who shows up?
1: Well, Mr. Gizmoduck. There he is in all his glory. Everyone's favorite helmet head. Yep. <laughs> I like him in this episode. I
0: feel like uh, Hamilton Camp is being directed to include a lot more Fenton Crackshell in the voice. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a better range to him. I don't think this is my favorite Gizmoduck episode because that's definitely Tiff of the Titans. But this one is a lot of fun. Um, one thing I'll point out, I, I guess maybe Kennedy wasn't familiar with him, but there's some crazy animation inconsistencies with him. That's he's flying. Really yeah, in this scene though, he's flying with no propeller. <laughs> he's hovering <Yeah>.
2: in the. <laughs> he's hovering in the air. Yeah, I, it it looked um, when I watched the sequence. Now I didn't work on that sequence, but it looked like it might have been a a storyboard issue where the storyboard had forgot it. Yeah. Um, so, it because every every type of action he took was like he was a jet fighter, and not with the propeller on his head. So, and
1: Gizmo Duck I mean, doesn't move like happen,
2: that. Yes, those things happen sometimes, and it is it is an issue. Um, but yeah, so it's just strange.
0: And um and this isn't even the fault of the animation. I think the Foley people forgot to add the sound effects of the Gizmo suit, and you never hear his motor running. Those things are like gizmoduck staples if he's in a scene in any episode of ducktales or darkwing you hear his motor running and every movement he makes you hear the suit moving there is none of that in this episode no none of it it's it's, it's always he has signature sound effects that were imported over from ducktales none of that makes it into this episode but anyway he's still he still directed really good the vocal effects and everything so he's he's does he doesn't capture megavolt but he does save the horses Mm -hmm. deep now darkling went splat oh splat now i get it (laughs) and then darkling of course immediately has the hissy fit because here comes gizmoduck acting like everybody's hero and he's he's in town promoting his new book and when darkling
1: your motion picture
0: yeah i would i would go see it (laughs) absolutely and when Darkwing demands the glory, Gizmoduck just hands him the giant, you know, the giant thing that Gizmo, uh MegaVolt was using to capture the horses, and crushes him with it. You know, this is not this is not a good one for Darkwing's ego. Oh
2: no, no, and, he takes it on the chin pretty hard. Yeah, like
0: out of all the episodes where he has to deal with Gizmoduck, this is the one where he just he can't deal. He loses it. <laughs> he really does. Um, speaking of Escott um, Bullock, we got Tom Lockjaw back. Um, I know Will jokes that I love this character. I do like him. He's got a very <laughs> brief appearance here. I've always appreciated how they always remember to bring in Tom Lockjaw as a news reporter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, Tom Lockjaw, you know, he he says, I always love this when Darkwing does this. He says, St. Canardians are sure to sleep better tonight. And Darkwing in the chair goes, St. Canardians are sure to sleep better tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Three out of five episodes with Gizmo Duck, Darkwing mocks him like that. And it's it go ahead. So, so Derek, you love animating for Goslin. So talk about what happens in the next Goslin scene.
2: Well, you've got um, <laughs> Darkwings trying to rid himself of the whole Gizmoduck thing. And of course Goslin walks in wearing uh, all the Gizmoduck merchandise. Uh, <laughs> T shirt and Gizmo you, burger. Yeah, Gizmoduck happy meal and Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's it's a great um, dig for for Darkwing.
0: I would have bought a Gizmo Duck Happy Meal.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely, me too. It comes with a free shirt. A <laughs> <Especially laughs> free shirt. The, game, the free shirt.
0: Not a lot of Goslin in this one. A very minor role, but I do like that she's in it. Mm-hmm. And of
1: course, D.W. Yes. tries to rid himself of Gizmo Duck TV, and he pulls out a book. And of course, who's on the cover of that comic book? It's yeah, Gizmo Duck.
0: Darkwing's uh-huh. take when he sees the book is very Kennedy cartoons. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very rubbery like shock look. They do that very good. No like crazy Kennedy like uh, smears when characters are moving fast, but um still fun stuff. Yes. And um so Goslin makes a comment about you know I'll be back when you're done reestablishing your ego. <laughs> and and you don't see it. You don't see Darping at all. You just see his arm enter the shot and claw at the arm of the chair. I
1: love oh. that animation.
0: It's really good. Um, so Launchpad is tinkering with the thunderquack. It's up, it's up on a, uh, it's up on the lift. And um, one of them mentions glory. So of course, who has to show up? Why, Gizmoduck. Gizmoduck.
1: Don't yep. you ever knock?
0: Yeah. Doesn't Megavolt always say that to Darkwing? (laughs) Always says it to him. It's it's funny to hear Darkwing say it to somebody else.
1: Oh, yes. And of course, it has to be Gizmoduck.
0: Yeah. So this this is one of my favorite Gizmoduck bits in the episode. He comes in and he says, the new Gizmoduck doll is defective and has a screw loose. And Darkwing goes, (laughs) and that surprises him. (laughs) I think think Gizmoduck says, it's supposed to fly and say, beware evildoers, but instead it wets and says, mama. (laughs) Oh, well, I'll just have my people sue their people.
1: (laughs) Darkling gets a lot of jabs at Gizmoduck this episode.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so before anything else happens, somebody, a certain villain makes an appearance again.
1: Gee, who could it be?
0: It's Lilyput. No, uh, <laughs> it's Megavolt again. Derek, what is Megavolt doing?
2: Oh, let me. Uh... Oh, sorry, I, I've drawn a blank.
0: Oh, he's, he's hanging he's... upside down from his blimp, cutting the cables to the br- bridge.
2: Using That's his buzzy, right. buzzsaw. That's where his buzzy little buzzsaw.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> if it hasn't already been established, he's collecting things first the horseshoes and now metal cables. Mm-hmm. It's all part of a plot that hasn't been explained yet. We're not. We don't know exactly what he's doing. But without the cables, the bridge is starting to droop.
1: But Gizmoduck um, asked if DW wants to team up with him first.
0: Oh no, Darkwing wants no part of that. I mean, mm-hmm. the last time they teamed up, they beat Steelbeak. I don't know why he'd say no, but
1: that's he rips Darkwing the for you.
0: Yeah, but Gizmoduck would require a contract, wouldn't he? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like, I don't, know oh, if yeah. I don't know if even I'd want to work with him. After I love Gizmoduck very much, but after a while, he's too much of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily, Gizmoduck can't save the day because the winch is stuck to the back of his costume.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So off goes Darkwing to save the day. Someone tell me how that goes for Darkwing.
2: <laughs> that goes well, very badly.
0: Very badly. He gets an entrance, Um, his only one in the episode. He says, I am the blown fuse that blacks you out. And since it's Megavolt, of course it has to be relevant.
1: Must but- you always introduce yourself?
0: <laughs> Must you always introduce yourself? Yeah. And Megavolt uses the electricity to cut the, uh, the rope he's hanging from. Mm-hmm. And twice Darkwing falls from a very high, high space. I love the sound effects whenever he falls. They use a quacking noise. He falls like quack. (laughs) (laughs) It toned down the violence just a little bit.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that cartoon violence in these shows.
0: They get away with a lot of that with Darkwing Duck. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, So long story short, he ends up in the bay, about to be eaten by sharks. Now,
1: these sharks, I thought the design was a little odd when they gave them little arms.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool when they're like, when he sees them and the camera pans past them and they're like, you know, back, slapping their hands together like, yeah, we're going to get this guy. <laughs> uh-huh. But the cartoons, are, yeah, the sharks are very cartoony. Mm-hmm.
2: Even, even as an animator, I thought they were not particularly well done. No, it's a little much. Yeah, but I mean, that's not me. It's And that's the problem too, is you've got, as um, four or five of them, all with their jaws open and, and making noise, and, and anytime you have four or five characters, that quintuples the amount of work that you've got to do. And which, you're still, yes, yeah. you know, you don't get the extra pay for that. It's one flat rate for animating, regardless of <laughs> what, what you get to work with. Yeah,
0: which explains why Darkwing Bloom was a nightmare, right? <clears throat> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we will not say any more about that one. <laughs> um, so it's time for Gizmoduck to save the day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he does try to get away with the winch, but accidentally pulls the Thunderquack on top of him in launch pad. Um, <laughs> but you know, Gizmoduck goes and saves the day. Um, he grabs Darkwing right out of the jaws of a shark. <laughs> and that's just pathetic. Poor Darkwing. And
1: this is... He had the right shark, oh, he had he had shark a- right where he wanted him.
0: Yeah, and Andrew, I think you mentioned there's a problem with Gizmoduck's tire in the sequence. Yes, yes. What What is happening?
1: Well, Gizmoduck flies up to Megavolt's blimp, but his tire is far too large.
0: His tire takes about, up about half his body size. Mm-hmm. And it's spinning the entire time. Right. His, <laughs> his tire should not spin if he isn't on the ground. <laughs> you know, I'll give you this. Gizmanck is hard to draw. I'm sure he's even harder to animate because he's so stiff and clunky because mm-hmm. outside of his mouth he can't do much expressiveness with him, so I totally get it. Right. But um, I do think it's funny to see this gigantic tire taking up half his body size. Um, so he pops Megavolt's blimp mm-hmm. and defeats him, you know pretty easily too. calls him off to jail. So we get a TV um, news clip. We actually get the return of a DuckTales character. Anybody remember who this is?
2: Would that be uh, Barbara? Wawa?
0: Yeah, at Webra Walters. Uh, she Webra was. Walters. Yeah, she was. She originally was from DuckTales. On DuckTales, she was voiced by Joan Gerber, who uh, voiced um, Mrs. Beakley and Glittering Goldie. Here, she's not voiced by Joan Gerber. She's actually voiced by a voice actress neither me or Will have gotten to talk about yet. Amazingly, she's voiced by the great Tress McNeil. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, for this one scene, I don't even know if she does anything else on Darkwing Duck, but she's voicing <laughs> Webra Walters, and we all know who Tress McNeil is. Babs Bunny, Gadget, Dot. She's She's been Daisy Duck for 20 years. She's oh, on Simpsons. Futurama, everybody knows who Tress McNeil is. I don't have to go too much into her resume because second only to June Foray, she's one of the greatest female voice actors who's ever lived. Yeah, she's iconic. I don't think anybody would argue that. And interestingly, even though the character is called Webra Walters on DuckTales, Gisbrough calls her Barb.
2: Mm-hmm. So That's right. That's where I got my mistake from.
0: Yeah, it's t- it's totally, you know, it's it's a total, you know, easy mistake to make if he calls her Barb. Mm-hmm. Um so you see Gizmoduck in jail, Gizmod I mean Megavolt in jail, mm-hmm. Gizmoduck is totally sucking up the glory and Darkwing decides he needs superpowers too.
1: Mhm.
0: Someone tell me the crazy thing Darkwing does next.
2: Oh it, it, it's one of my favorite sequences. Uh he's got this giant ray gun, space 50 style ray gun pointed at him and he's gonna shoot the uh, i can't remember the type of rays but like mega gamma beta rays or something yeah and of course it it you see him starting to almost hulk out become uh-huh. an incredible hulk kind of thing mm-hmm. and then he just turns into a crispy critter and dissolves <laughs> into dust with his eyes bouncing off like very very classic cartoony
0: with the uh, exception uh, possibly bonkers. I can't think of any other Disney characters you could do that to. Mm-hmm. No. Just, just dissolve into eyeballs.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. that's a straight out Tex Avery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When D.W. was transforming and it looked like he was turning into the Hulk, I, it was very reminiscent to me of the classic Lou Ferrigno, Bill Bixby, Incredible Hulk, the opening. Totally.
0: It also reminded me of the old Tom and Jerry cartoon, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mouse, when Tom mm-hmm. drinks all the uh, milk, gets huge, <laughs> and then it explodes and he turns into a tiny little mouse-sized cat. That definitely <laughs> reminds me of that, too. Um, uh, <laughs> so Darkwing gives up his quest to be to be superpowered. You know, one, he just throws in the towel. That was humiliating enough. Mm-hmm. But Gizmoduck comes up with an idea.
1: A super suit.
0: A super suit. How ridiculous does this thing look?
2: Oh, it's it's a great, it's, it's a great barrel. <laughs> it's
0: it's like I guess it's like a trash can or a barrel. It has like a fan blade on the back of it. He has roller skates on his feet. He looks he looks ridiculous. He's excited oh, the rockets,
2: though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the rockets inside are, or on, on the side are hilarious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Darkwing goes off with Gizmodoc for a super powered superhero training lesson. <laughs> Now, I love the animation in this scene when they're flying over St. Kennard. Who animated this, Derek? Uh,
2: Steve Baker uh, animated a lot of that um, where the characters are talking. Um, And uh, he has such an incredible uh, snappy style of animation. And he's so solid. Like, his volumes don't fluctuate too much. And it's solid and great performance.
0: Yeah, we um, talked and, about and, him when we did Jurassic Jumble with the scene of Darkwing trying to grab the pool. Yeah. And he was he, he just his hand animation, the facial expressions. I love the bit where Gizmoduck pulls out the floodlight and shines it right in his face.
2: Yeah, you get a brief moment where he's all got the the rainbow eyes.
0: Yeah, the spiral uh, eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this animation's so solid.
1: Yeah, it's great. Well, they run into Megavolt's twin.
0: Yeah, he could have a twin. (laughs) And so Darkwing goes off. He wants to do it on his own. And Gizmoduck has the great line. You're not ready to solo yet, cadet?
1: (laughs) And Megavolt, of course, is, ooh, this is going to hurt, isn't it?
0: (laughs) And we get a Schwarzenegger reference. I'll be back. I'll be buck. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so we get this whole sequence where Darkwing's falling, the suit's not working anymore. Gizmoduck tries to grapple them, the two of them fall, bounce off a clothesline, fly back up in the air. It's it's really well animated, and it's got some great screaming from Hamilton Camp.
1: Gee, oh, I guess yeah. my batteries are low.
0: Like I said, this is a <laughs> great one because Hamilton Camp is going from the Gizmoduck voice back and forth to Fenton when mm-hmm. it counts. Yeah. Like he's he's being heroic, but if he's screaming, he's screaming like Fenton. Mm -hmm. which he doesn't do in any other Darkwing episode. I love the voice direction here. Gives him a lot more depth, like I said. Absolutely. Especially when he he gets Darkwing on the grappling hook and he says, I love these last minute heroic saves. It's so invigorating (laughs) when he goes down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he hangs onto the side of the building and he thinks he's going to die. It's so funny. Oh, what an
1: untimely demise. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and Dar- he, Dar- he just looks down and Darkwing's already on the ground.
1: Mm-hmm. He's like, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so Fenton. Mm-hmm. And they get hit by a train.
1: Well, right before they get hit by a train, the look on DW's face, he looks like he's about to strangle Gizmoduck.
0: <laughs> he's done with him.
1: Uh-huh. He's yep.
0: With him. <laughs> he's finished. So we're, we're getting down to our climax here. Mm-hmm. And two of them Come up to um, Megavolt Hideout. Now, I've always loved Megavolt's Hideout. Not the um, not the lighthouse he uses in some episodes. The one in the bare part, of, bad part of the town with the giant light switch mm-hmm. on the front of it. And mm-hmm. um, so, Derek, you animated some Megavolt stuff coming up. Please tell us about it, cause it's great.
2: Oh, it's um, yeah, where he's. Where he's kissing his uh, collection of horseshoes and then dumps them <laughs> into the the even larger pile, um, he's got this incredible flow. It's almost musical his voice, and I tried mm-hmm. to use that with his posing, like um, where he's like "Goodbye, my little horseshoes," and he, he, uh, his hand gesture sort of follows that that overdramatic and uh, dialogue.
0: There's a pause in the dialogue too. Where Mega looks just for a second very plaintive, like oh I have to throw this. like he stops. Yeah. It, it's it's a really subtle animation. Like he's like he's thinking for a second about if he wants to throw those things into the pile or not. Mm-hmm. Very good personality animation, Derek. Thank you. But you and didn't then, do uh, what's that? Go, sorry? go on. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No,
2: <laughs> no. no. Um, so I did that scene. Um, there was uh, another animator. I, I can't remember who he was, but he was a brilliant technical animator. He animated the horseshoes falling uh, into the pool and then the the a grip drops down and then pulls out a giant magnet or big horseshoe.
0: That's and, a great animation. That really is good technical stuff.
2: There's a wonderful laugh with uh, Negavolt that I did, and then he jumps up on top of the wooden coil and and puts on a a turban and then starts to snake charm a piece of cable <laughs> and the cable will fly out and wrap itself around the magnet and that's where mm-hmm. my sequence end ended right it's, there
0: it's a really great sequence and the music is also helping a lot oh, too uh,
2: mm-hmm. yeah it was it was so much fun to animate um, and it was it was my first big sequence as an animator um i usually get a couple scenes here a couple scenes there Um, But to get um, an opportunity like that and, and, you know, have a chance to work on a a really good character piece for the villain was uh, a dream. And it was so much fun to do. He's
0: Megavolt in almost every episode he's in. He just oozes personality. He must have been, Dan's voice must be so much fun to animate.
2: It is fantastic. Because you're looking for emphasis points and a rhythm and flow to it. It's so easy to animate too. Um, mm-hmm. You can easily pick those out.
0: I I know I've said it before. I think on the podcast, I'll never forget when Tad Stones posted a recording session for Justice Ducks, and Dan goes, I love the smell of voltage in the evening, and everybody <laughs> laughed. And the voice <laughs> director, Ginny McSwain, kept saying, now, Dan, just do the laugh. Do the laugh. <laughs> oh, he was just great. So anyway, Darkwing and Gizmoduck show up, just as MegaVolt's giant horseshoe burst through the roof of his building, <laughs> I notice. I don't think. It's, I wouldn't say it's an animation mistake, but um, Darkwing mouths the word "What's that," but nothing comes out of his mouth.
2: Yeah, it could be. Um, it could be a dialogue uh, miscue. It could be. Um, it maybe it just didn't make it like like a, an editing mistake.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, another great Gizmoduck bit. Darkwing makes a reference that only one villain could have done that. And Gizmoduck is just like, ooh. I'll give you three guesses. (laughs) And just Megavolt's voice, I mean, Gizmoduck's voice, I'm sorry. Gizmoduck's voice goes from Gizmoduck to Fenton, right in the middle of the sentence. He goes, oh, goody, goody, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is a hard one. Is he bigger than a (laughs) breadbasket? Oh, it's like the most Fenton he sounds in any Darkwing episode. I love it. Hamilton Camp was so talented.
2: Rest in oh, peace. Yeah, it's it's a to to go back and listen to it, like you said, compared to other appearances by Gizmo Duck, you really get Fenton a lot, and that's in in my humble opinion, it's what's missing. It's part of his character. He can't be uh, all Gizmo Duck with no Fenton.
0: I've heard people say that there's one negative about his appearance in Justice Ducks is that he doesn't sound right. And in that one, he's being directed to do Gizmo Duck the entire way through. There is no break in his voice. It's Mm -hmm. so much funnier when the real person under the suit comes out in the dialogue. It makes him more human. So Darkwing goes in first to fight Megavolt. He actually gets the entrance line. I am the terror that flaps in the night, but doesn't do the metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, and is this now when Megavolt talks about his plot? The bigger the hall, the bigger the magnet, or is that later? Mm-hmm. I think it's right then. Cause that's a definitive Megavolt moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's the bigger the hole, the bigger the magnet, and mm-hmm. even even the musical score is like vamping him up like crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just escalates
1: and escalates and escalates, and it's fantastic.
0: So a Darkwing suit doesn't cooperate
1: with him. Yeah, it, it malfunctions, which. Mm-hmm reminded me a lot of the Hanna Barbera character Dynomutt. Oh Dynomutt. Suit yes. n- now he's relevant again, isn't he? That yep. not in that new movie, sadly not. Ew. Eh,
0: I haven't seen it. I don't think I want to. But you know, that's neither here nor the there. Frank
1: Welker version of Dynamutt. The classic one. Yeah,
0: the classic one, of course. Mm-hmm.
1: The only dino Mutt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So what does the suit do to Darkwing, Andrew?
1: Well it gives him a haircut.
0: Yeah, I get the, the blue mohawk. Again, demolition Duck. Yeah, Shades of Demolition Duck. And Megavolt says, all those do it yourself haircuts never worked for me either. <laughs> so it's time for Megavolt to basically plug in his creation. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, the magnet. Oh, no, not yet. Gizmoduck comes back first. All mm-hmm. cocky, hanging up, you know, arm against the wall, telling them to come peacefully or come in pieces. The choice is yours. So what does Megavolt-, well, Megavolt?
1: Oh, go ahead. Go on, Andrew. Well, Megavolt's just so bad at decision making; he just won't make a decision.
0: <laughs> he has his finger in his mouth as he's trying to decide. Very, very subtle animation. Love it. So he plugs in his giant super magnet, and uh, that's the end of Gizmo Duck.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's now stuck to the magnet, as well as a thousand other, uh, you know,
1: cars, trucks, light poles. Everything in St. Gennard.
0: It's yep. really hard to see, but did anybody catch the naked woman in the bathtub? No. No, no yeah. There's a, there's, it's a duck woman, obviously. <laughs> she's, she's, you don't see anything, but she's in a bathtub. Part of all, everything stuck to the uh, magnet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, There's probably some crazy stuff drawn in there that I never noticed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Darkwing too gets sucked up and stuck to the magnet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah, but then um,
2: suddenly he just goes, no, no. I love the animation of the hat. He pulls it out from the cape and puts it on, you know, mm-hmm. Darkwing's back, and there it is. But
0: right. before he does that, I love the dynamic animation and the angle on Megavolt when he's screaming, my plan is working! <laughs> yeah, was and, great perspective. And the shadows on him too. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like, even the camera even zooms in on him, too. Like, you got shadows, perspective, and a camera movement.
1: Right. He gets a lot in this one.
0: And the animation of Darkwing being dragged out of the debris by his uh, robot suit, getting pulled mm-hmm. up, is really good, too. If mm-hmm. I have any complaint about how Gizmoduck is handled, Fenton would never say at this point in his career, without the suit, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. Because he's not.
2: Mm-hmm. Usually,
0: yeah. usually in DuckTales, Fenton was able to solve problems without the suit.
1: Like in the uh, – when he got his suit taken away by the aliens.
0: And when the Metal Knights yeah. ate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So Fenton is not useless without the suit. But I yeah. guess you have to do that because it's really Darkwing's show. Right. He needs to have
2: Well, it. and that's the, uh, the, uh, the focus is Darkwing's trying to be something that he's not. He's yeah. forgotten who he really is. And that line really, I guess, solidifies his change back. And for writing purposes, yeah, I can see why they put it. It just may not be very characterful.
0: Nah, for Gizmo (laughs) Duck. Yeah. But I'm sure most people just watching Darkwing Duck wouldn't care anyway, because, you know, you're in it for Darkwing. Right. So Darkwing gets back down to basics, and (laughs) Megavolt depletes his power supply, trying to zap him.
1: Never waste electricity.
0: Oh, God, Megavolt (laughs) gets such a brutal defeat. Someone, please tell me what happens to Megavolt. Oof.
1: He and
2: magnetized.
0: <laughs> what happens? He becomes
1: magnetized.
0: Yeah, Darkwing wraps the cable up and plugs it in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, we get this great sustained scream from Dan. <laughs> Anytime he has to laugh a lot as Megavolt or scream. Mm-hmm. And then everything drops off the magnet and lands on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Derek, this is my favorite shot in the episode, and I know you did it. How does does this scene end? I love it.
2: Well, this this was um, a complete improv on my part. Um, The storyboard, all the storyboard wanted was him to walk in and say, talk about your magnetic personality, (laughs) and then walk out. And it was incredibly it was boring. It was just a, a terrible, uh, shot setup, And mm-hmm. so I was, I'd been binging a lot of uh, Jackie Gleason and the honeymooners. <laughs> and just with the way he said that line, it, it came to me to do the Jackie Gleason, um, exit, you know, yeah. get the arms up and go, Hey, Hey, and and shuffle <laughs> out. And I had expressed the idea to my, uh, my supervisor johnny williamson and he was like yeah dude that sounds funny do it mm-hmm. and uh, it took me the better part of a week i think three or four days for sure just to do this scene um, right and it's 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 my favorite scene it's in the top five of, of scenes that i've ever done and it's amazing yeah. that it got kept in and that the music scored to it Um, It was a complete improv on my part, which is is rare when it comes to animation.
0: And it's something the overseas studios never would have done. Sun Woo wouldn't have done that. Disney Japan wouldn't have done that. Maybe Australia. But definitely, you you brought so much personality to that exit.
2: Mm -hmm. And I think that's what won it. It it clicked. It worked. Um, I was very fortunate.
0: And I feel like Philip Giffen, the composer, definitely made sure that scene was scored specifically.
2: I think so. Yeah. Because this
0: deep in this deep in production, I don't think he was scoring a lot of the episodes anymore. They were just piecing the score together. This sounds
2: like he scored it personally, which is incredible when you think about it. It's that's as, as the animator for it. Yeah, it's such a it's humbling. It really is.
0: That's one for the animator highlight reel, Derek totally <laughs> so wrapping up um Duck is beaten up his his suit looks in terrible shape we're in the we're in the bridge darkwing is advancing on him with a sledgehammer <laughs> but he's not about to beat him up he's actually helping him pound out some dents mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and we get our lesson you know being a superpower superhero does have its disadvantages when have you ever seen darkwing ducks get a dent Andrew, tell us our final final bit in this episode. How do we end?
1: Well, um, Darkwing goes to undo a dent on Gizmo's armor, and it sends him flying back with a... Uh, um, a boxing uh, glove. Boxing glove, and he goes right into a bookshelf, I believe.
0: Yeah, and his beak is all dented, mm-hmm. and he says, don't answer that, and the sledgehammer <laughs> falls on his head. And it zooms out. And as he falls out of the shot, he has eyelashes and his tongue sticking out. <laughs> it's it's the kind of drawings I think only Kennedy would do. Uh-huh. Like, and it's funny, it's a great ending. Yeah, like,
2: and the, the way that his his beak was swollen and the eyes are different, like he looks like he really took a,
1: a wallop. Absolutely.
0: So as we wrap up the episode, I'll point out this is the last time we'll see Gizmoduck in his usual armor in a Darkwing episode. We do see him in Darkwing Bloon, but um, not in his usual outfit. Um,
2: pirates. Pirates. Pirate oh,
0: I am not ready for that episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's Up Up and awry. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. I think it's a really underrated episode. I mean, it's got Megavolt, it's got Gizmo Duck, and just some really fun Kennedy animation.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a fun story. Um, I think it's a really good episode.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, so let's rate this one. Um, as we always do, we give it a, um, out of five gas gas canisters. Um, I'm going to start, I'll give this one a three and a half gas canisters. It's just that much fun, mm-hmm. which is definitely well above average. I mean, having Megavolt and Gizmoduck in it together, I think those are the two characters that were born to go up against each other. Absolutely. I mean, in all but one Gizmoduck episode, he he's up against Megavolt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it just makes sense.
1: And they have and I, one little bit together in Justice Ducks.
0: Yeah, and they're together in Darkwing Doubloon Dark as well. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I give it a three and a half. I think it's a really fun episode. And I think it's one of like the top tier Kennedy ones for the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So how about you, Andrew? What would you rate it?
1: Well, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Because uh, I started Darkwing with the DVDs and this was one that really stood out to me. It it was a great Gizmoduck episode cuz I always loved to see it when Gizmoduck would make an appearance on Darkwing and just it has my favorite villain Megavolt in it and mm-hmm. it, it, it really stood out to me when I watched my DVDs when I was wow. first getting into Darkwing.
0: It's a good one. Mhm. Um Derek, do you want to rate this one? I know you were involved with it, so you don't you don't have to if you don't want to, but you're well, welcome to read it.
2: From a from a personal standpoint, it's a five. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> no, you're... just just because of what it means to me and and uh, etc. But in all honesty, as an episode, I think it's it's a pretty good episode. As in all the Darkwing Ducks, I, I'd give it an honest four.
0: That's a great score. Mm-hmm. I think it's well earned too. Absolutely.
2: So that wraps. Yeah, it's got a well, lot of ra- good stuff in it.
0: Sorry guys. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but of course that, that wraps up, up, up in a Um, Next week we have a big one. Um, the return of Negaduck in an actual Negaduck episode. Uh, we're slowly finishing up our ABC Saturday morning first season ones. We'll be doing um, going nowhere fast. Um, So we're going to be talking a lot about Negaduck next week. We'll, we'll be back for that one and we got some great ones after that guys Negaverse, Dry Hard um, everyone listening, stay tuned definitely and I also want to tell you, show you guys out there listening where you can find us um, we are the St. Canard Files a Darkwing Duck podcast we are on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play iTunes, rate and review us on iTunes if you're listening to us on that we are on Pocket Cast, Radio Public all, every every podcast app you could speak into your Amazon Echo; it'll play the newest episode for you. There, we are on iHeartRadio and Pandora. Or if you feel like it, you can listen to us on um, YouTube. And not just the, uh, the podcast episodes; we also um, put up videos—ones we make ourselves, or fun stuff we find, commercials, other Darkwing Duck videos, stuff like that. Um, so you know, subscribe there too.
1: Also, the you can YouTube channel for treat. Huh? The YouTube channel is a real treat.
0: Yes, it is. It's definitely one you should check out. Um, you can also join our communities. We are active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the St. Canard Files of Darkwing Duck podcast. And if anybody's feeling like feeling like they want to, we do um, Saturday night Darkwing uh, group chats on Skype. So contact me or Will Santana about that if you want to be involved. Andrew's been involved with that, too. It's a good time. We don't just talk Darkwing. And, um... I'm going to let my, my guests plug themselves right now. Andrew, where can the fans find you?
1: Well, I'm not really on social media.
0: But maybe if you want to join our Darkwing uh, Zoom discuss- Zoom hangout, you might find Andrew there. Find
1: Andrew there. Uh, I'll be hanging around there.
0: Yep. he is. Al- it's always great to have Andrew on, plus many more of our friends we've made over the Thank last few mind. months doing this podcast. And Derek, how can the fans find you?
2: Um, I have a a small Instagram page that uh, I put up things that amuse me, um, that I'm some art, some uh, models, some cloud photography, uh, and that's arts of ninja viking on Instagram.
0: Fantastic. And Derek is not, didn't just animate for Darkwing, he is a fan of Darkwing too. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
0: It's always great. It's, it was wonderful to have you on tonight, Derek. It's been great talking to you about the ins and outs of Kennedy Animation on Darkwing.
2: Well, thank you. It's fun to do. It's, um, it's a very important part of my career and my life. And um, Darkwing is still probably one of the best shows I've ever worked on.
0: I'm so glad to hear that. And as for Andrew, this is not going to be the last we see him on our podcast. Andrew will be returning... It will be a little while, but he has another favorite episode he wanted to be on, and we'll learn more about his Darkwing interest when we get to that one. We'll just press for time tonight. Since Will isn't here, we have two guests, but when we get back to Andrew on the episode, Stress to Kill, we'll learn all about, much more about his Darkwing fandom. Right, Andrew? Sure thing, Mike. Alright, so that wraps up this episode. We will see you guys the next time, and everyone have a good night. Thanks for having me, Mike. No problem. Anytime. Thanks, Mike. Stay dangerous, guys.